I wake up every single day. I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to a special, special edition of the Secret to Success podcast. We are bringing this to you live and direct from Down Under, mate. We are under mate. We are in Aussie land, Australia. And man, am I tripping or did we miss a week of the podcast? And people are not happy. I know, man, I got like death threats and <laughs> emails and phone calls and text messages. Here's my and- deal though, so I don't care that we missed it. It wasn't our fault. Hmm. So people was kind of like, oh, y'all supposed to be Mr. Consistent. But it wasn't our fault, guys. And, and well, it, it, is that an excuse? It, 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 we uh, we got to take 100% ownership. Well, that's on customs. We can't take okay, ownership, right, right, right. ownership on customs. Like, so, customs uh, got to take ownership of customs. Oh, no doubt. So let's, uh, let, let's we'll, we'll let the man who is mostly responsible for us missing the podcast, we'll let him walk you through why we were uh, physically unable to do the podcast last week. I, Mr. I, Phillips, Bayesian sensation. I'm struggling with the word responsible. Like Take it away. I'm struggling. Like hey, well, hey just, you, you tell it from your point of view. That's yeah, the like, beauty of me letting I, you do your thing right now. I'll take some measure of ownership. No, man. So, of course, with a Barbados Yeah, paint passport. the picture, though, Carl. Paint yeah, the picture. I got picture. you. We, so, we pull into L.A. Oh, man. So, so we're in L.A. literally, I mean, like, what, two days? The weekend we flying a yes, couple of days before just so, you know, we could be, it's a long flight. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're not just burnt, tired, getting to Australia and got a lot of work to do. So so the back story is so my wife and I both have Barbados passports. And for U.S. citizens. Hence the Bayesian sensation. <laughs> <laughs> so for U.S. citizens, literally, the, the visa for you guys probably took like a day, literally. Like, it's just you could go online and do something, and it's like done. It literally takes like 24 hours. But for us, it's literally four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So when, of course, we had a lot going on. So when we confirmed that my wife and I were going was literally October, I want to say October 10th. Mm. We, we left for Australia on November 7th. It was your birthday. Yes, sir. So you guys can see that the challenge is four to six weeks for the visa to be approved, processed and approved, and we literally started the application process maybe three and a half weeks in. Yeah. So my wife and I are literally like, okay, we're just going to go out on the limb. Like, whether it's approved or not, we're flying, we're taking that flight to L.A., Mm -hmm. and wherever it goes from there, it goes. So, you know, like, like she said, we flew out to L.A., we spent two, three days there. Straight faith. Just faith. Absolutely. We talked about faith on the last. It's two weeks. I Listen, know y'all, y'all forgot. All the way up into going to get on the plane. The plane. Like we, yep. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah, go yeah, for I, I'll it. keep yep. going. So, literally, so it's C's birthday, of course. Now, see, your, your birthday was the day before. No, it was no, the same no, night. Same we went to the day. game. Yeah, we went to the Clippers. Day, it was bro. the same day. So, that night, we went to the Clippers game. That night, we literally leave the game and go straight to the airport. And my wife and I are just like, hey, whatever. We're going. We didn't even discuss it. we just like, we're going. We're not talking about nothing. We get to the airport. And, you know, we're doing the whole check-in process, and the young lady at the desk just has that look on her face. And she's like, uh, is there, do you have the visa? And I was like, you tell me. <laughs> I did my part. Mm. I applied for it. You know, can you mm. check the computer and see, you know, what it says? And she was like, I'm not seeing it. She's like, you know, maybe we can apply quickly. And I was like, ma'am, it won't work because I'm not a U.S. citizen. Um, I'm on a, you know, a permanent resident card. Um, so she was like, well, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but you can't get on the flight. Mm. So, Mind you, we all like we all sitting there, the six of us. Of course, we got the wives with us. So E and Didi, me and Candace, uh, Carl and Tamisha, we all at the at check-in the yep. two hours before the international flight, ready to jump on the plane and head over. Right back, right, right back <laughs> in love. So, <laughs> So and, and let me just give y'all the picture. So the young lady's name was Yadira. I will never forget it as long yeah, as I yeah. live, man. Shout out she, to Yadira. She yeah. spent literally probably 20, 30 minutes just calling every possible agency, whoever, yeah. At, yeah. you know, supervisor or whoever. She's like, yeah. look, if it could happen, I'm going to try. Man, in about 20 minutes, and she's like, I'm sorry. There's nothing else I could do. We called mm-hmm. everybody. We did everything. You guys just yeah. have to wait on the visa. She called Australia. Yeah. I, and y'all may not understand this, but it's like a day ahead. I, like, we've been yeah, saying that. Yeah, but, nah. like, that's a whole different. But anyway, so she called Australia. She did everything she could. So, literally, 
the guys, their wives jumped on the flights, and my wife and I are just standing there waving. Really? Yeah, no, 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 really no. Listen, it was a sad, yeah. sad yeah. moment. Like, yo, we've been planning this yeah. trip like for real, and we got to the airport, and I'll be honest, I forgot about the visas. And yeah, then we were going up there, and I heard Tamisha be like, okay, now, please, Lord, let this work out. We had, I mean, talk about, listen to the day leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't name drop, but we had a, just a phenomenal, it was my birthday. It was the best adult yeah. birthday of my life. Yeah. I'm with the people I love. You know, early on in the day, we go to shoot around for the Clippers, you know, um, hang out with them for a while. Of course, you know, we're doing some work with the Clippers this year. Uh, hang out with them for a while, go out to eat, have a great time. Then we go to the Clipper game. When I tell you we were like, we might as well have been uh, CP3, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin. We came in through, the. for those of you on Instagram, we came in through like the tunnel, like drive, drove in like where the players pull up to park for the game. And just five-star treatment, man. Shout out to Anne-Marie over there with the Clippers. So we go do that. VIP the whole way. You know, exclusive dinner. You know, hanging out courtside. We on the court. Chilling with the players. Saying what up. Met, met the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger. Hanging with him. Another super, very important person, guys. Um, that hopefully I can tell you who they are later on. Because yeah, I don't want to yeah, jinx it. But um, just met some great folks, man, and, and most importantly, had a great time with, you know, the fam, the squad, right? And so here we are ready to go get on the plane after, like, for real, you could say a perfect day. Mm-hmm. And um, we get to the airport and get jammed up. And so literally, we have to say goodbye oh. to Carl and his wife. Like, because we just couldn't wait no more. We waited as long as, as long, we possibly yeah. could. It wasn't like we was like, all right, cool, we out. I mean, we waited to the point where we were at risk for missing the flight ourselves. <laughs> and, um, you know, finally, the, the young lady, I mean, she was going hard and she was like, yo, there's nothing I could do. Um, so it was a, a rough goodbye. And for us, Carl, like for real, we got up to the gate and it was like all the energy was gone. <laughs> like from the whole day, we had such a great day and all the energy was literally just like the life was sucked out of us. And we were up there, man. We got on the plane. Nobody was talking. We were just mm. like, man, it wasn't supposed to go like that. So anyway, we're flying. Now we're on the Big Bird, and we're on a 5,000-hour flight over. And so Carl, continue. Got it. So, man, we literally, so that night, you know, we that, like she said, the, the saddest moment possible. Like when my wife and I are walking like it's a funeral procession, just got to, you know, we jumped back in the shuttle, back to the hotel. And, man, that night, I'll be honest, she cried for just a couple seconds. Like I, yeah, I looked at yeah. her face, and I saw that hurt, and I was like, you good? And she just started crying. She's like, no, I just really, really wanted to go. And mm. I'm like, whew. All right, God. I'm like, God, if you hearing any of this, yeah. like, you go ahead to come through for real, for real. So, no, man, we just, she she, she didn't dwell on it. I was like, we're mm. here. Let's just enjoy the yep. time that we got together. Tomorrow we get up. We do what we got to do, see what happens. So, we just went to bed that night. Next day we got up, and I promised y'all, I called. So, there's a, a Australian embassy in Canada. There's one in D.C., I called both of those. I called one in Australia. I'm on hold for about 30 minutes at a time. I'm just waiting. They're playing the music so much I could sing the song for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, look, I'm going to just do everything I can. Like, this is it's mm-hmm. out of my control, but I'm going to still push the envelope yeah. as much as I can. We praying about it, whatever. And that whole day goes by. And every person I talk to, hey, it's nothing I could do. Four to six weeks. Right. And they said worse. It might take longer because this is going into holiday season. Now, it's summer down here now, so more people are coming. So they're like, I ain't gonna lie, take, I was discouraged when you told me oh, that. Oh, he said it could take like, up to Lord. seven weeks. So again, we we had three and a half weeks in. My man is like, yo, it could take up to seven weeks. So that day, we just like, whatever. We're just going to enjoy. That day, we just decided we'll stay in the hotel. Like, let's just mm-hmm. chill. Because we stayed up intentionally um, the day before, that long day. Yeah, so we'd course. be tired. So we kind of stayed up. But so this next day, we just rested in the hotel. Nothing that day. So second day, I'm going to speed up a bit. The second day, we get up and it's like, you know what? This may not happen. It may happen. But what's going to happen today is that we're going to get up and have fun. Like, I, I saw this quote and it said, like, today will never happen again. It'll never happen again. So, like, that's the, the perspective I got up with. Like, mm-hmm. yo, let's just make this day the best day that we have. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So we got up. I went downstairs. I got up 2 in that, that morning before she got up, hit the gym. I went downstairs and hit my, uh, the concierge. And I was like, yo, what's the fun thing to do in L.A.? He's like, you, you been here? I was like, yeah, but we never really been in the city like that. Uh, we always come do work and get back out. So he was like, oh, no, you just take a tour. Just get one of the bus tours that pick mm-hmm. you up at the hotel. So fast forward, she gets up, we get dressed, have breakfast. And I was like, hey, let's just do this bus tour real quick. So the bus tour takes you Venice Beach, um, you know, Hollywood, Beverly Hills. You get to see all the, you know, all the stuff. 
and we jump on this bus, and the very, very first stop was um, was Venice Beach. Now, mind y'all, let me give you the quick history. Nine and a half years ago, we got married probably about yeah. less than um, a couple miles down the street, Marina yeah. del Rey. It's literally yeah. attached to Venice Beach. So we're back at the same spot we got married at, and the bus driver stops, and we're walking down the beach, and I, it's the weirdest thing. I'm walking right behind. I don't know. Y'all know the movie White Men Can't Jump. It's Absolutely. that little basketball court right there. We walking right behind that, looking at the beach, and I just heard a, zzz, a zzz, my phone did. So I was like, "Oh, it's free Wi-Fi." I yeah. got a text message or something. Right, right. And I was just like, "You know what? Let me just check my email real quick." And I started scrolling emails, and I saw this auto-generated A57, a bunch of numbers. I was like, "What is this?" Boom! Open that thing up, and I tell y'all, man, your visa has been approved. Wow. Approved. I. Like, she was walking. She didn't even realize I stopped. Yeah, I stopped, yeah. and she's probably, like, five, six steps ahead, and she looked back. And I don't know what to do right now. I don't know if to holler, scream, cry, jump. I just looked at her, and I, I, I was like, oh, let's play calm. I was like, hey, check your email real quick. Because, mind you, we, right, we right, still right. got two applications. Right, like, she applied, right. I applied. So now she opened her phone, and I'm just telling you, like, the look on her face. Let me just tell you, I'll be in Australia every day for the rest of my life to see that look on wow. her face again. Like, it was like, God, like, wow. It, it opened it up. Everything we talked about is and, here. And the crazy part, too, is the young lady you talked about, you can stay communicating with her, and she held the tickets. They don't hold first-class yeah. flights like that. Yeah, yeah they were so supposed she, to cancel it. They were supposed to cancel the flight, and they end up keeping y'all seats. Two days later. Two days later. And so Carl hit us up, was like, yo, I'm coming. Unfortunately, E and I had to get out and go to New Zealand. So by the time Carl got yeah, there, yeah. you know, we were in New Zealand for a couple of days on, on, on the first stop of the tour. And so uh, long story short, that's why we missed the podcast. So we apologize for that. But yeah. we will not apologize for Carl in uh, his blessings yeah. of getting and, over and, here. And, and let me say something too, man. I just want to make sure for those of you listening. Sometimes you listen and you're getting entertained or inspired, but you're not, you know, you're not applying it. And I have a um, devotional every morning with my son. At the end of it, I always say, like, how are you going to apply this? And so somebody's listening right now, and you're kind of anxious or you got, you're fearful. And you're kind of like, yo, I don't know if my company's going to work. I don't know if I'm going to graduate on time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if my wife is going to stay with me. Like, you like going through it. And I need you to hear what Carl was saying and hearing in the spirit. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I, I I told C this. I had faith that he was coming. Mm -hmm. Now, I got hit when he didn't come with us. I was a little like, whoa. I thought they was going to be on the flight with us. Right, right. But when they didn't get on the flight with us, Carl had the clippers. And I had gone to a store with C. The hair clippers. Not the, the, yeah, the hair clippers for my um, – You've been talking about the clippers. Yeah, the team. Yeah, we didn't take the whole team with us. Yeah, right. uh, I, I had to get the shavers. Yeah. And we went to a store, and I looked at the shavers. And the lady was saying, well, these do this, this one. I know exactly what they do. I, yeah, yeah. I have them. And it was so funny. I needed to shave. But I knew by the time Carl got there, I didn't have to speak or anything. So I was like, I can, I can wait. Yeah, and I promise y'all everything I love. I walked out of the store and yeah, didn't buy the sure shavers. Sure I did. was like, I'm not buying them because Carl will be here. Sure did. You know, um, and I remember she saying something about the mics, and I was like, Carl will be here in time yeah. for uh, New Mr. Zealand, Mike. so don't even worry about it. He will be here. And I remember talking to my wife, and Didi was kind of like, I don't know this time, E. And I was like, Boo, let me tell you something. God spoke to you and said He needed to be here. To me, she needed to be here. Yeah. This was going to be a magical trip. There is nothing in hell would have to freeze yeah. over for this not to work. Let me tell y'all something. We're at the la we're at the last day. Like we're a day ahead of y'all. All right, it's Thursday today. Podcast Wednesday for y'all. But let me tell you something. I saw some stuff that happened on this trip that none oh, of man. us will go back the same. But more oh, importantly, man. Carl and Tamisha, in terms of the transformation as a man think of, as a woman think of, so is he. I saw exactly why. They were told that they need to be over here. So do not – look, I'm not going to try to do the 30-second the or minute thing at the end now. But for real, here's the nugget of the day. I don't care how bad it looks. The only way it can't happen is if you lose faith, if you give up, if you quit. You hear what I'm saying? So just be encouraged, y'all. Yeah, no, and Carl, I want you to you, – you said something that was deep. 
about the whole thing, and I didn't even press you on it, and I'm glad I waited till now on the podcast for you to talk about it. But you said something to me as soon as you got there about the situation. You looked at me, and I didn't even ask you about it. You just looked at me and was like, I needed that. And I was like, I didn't press you on it, but what do you mean by, like, you, you needed that? So, so the one thing, and I'll, I'll start here and come back, see, but the one thing that I've adopted in my life is hope. Like, I want to, every single day of my life, I want to have something that I hope for. Like, to me, that that's what life is about. You don't want to just get up and do something. So, I think, and I got to see it through the eyes of my wife. You know what I'm mm. saying? Watch the experience through her. Because, again, I can go to the church. Trust me, I'm going to travel. Like, it ain't, it's huge for me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not playing it down. It's huge, but it's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, I have it in perspective. But I'm watching my wife, who doesn't get to travel as much. She's still working. We got the kids. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on. Yep. But I watched the process of her preparing, packing, and all that. Yeah. And I'm watching that. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Our whole relationship just changed. The energy is just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a yeah. sweet vibe when you're thinking about going somewhere. So I, I, listen to what I'm saying carefully. I'm talking about hope. I don't care if it's as little as hoping to see somebody smile. Every single day you wake up, it's something you got to be hoping for. I don't care. That's why we watch sports. You you hoping your team win? Just find something right. that you're waking up for right. that could get you to that point where you feel good every day. But the deepest thing, so see what when I said I needed that, like he said it, like I was hoping that it was like God was gonna do this miracle at the you know at the right yeah. right at the gate. It was like yeah, some yeah, magical was gonna happen and we would run through the gate yeah. like oh God right, blessed us right. we got a miracle. But my wife was the person that said it. She was like, God would not have gotten the glory that He did. If he had done it that way. And I was like, what you mean by that? She was like, you had like half the country praying. Like y'all had half the country. Like, cause at first nobody knew. Everybody just knew we were going. We didn't say we ain't had the visa and all that. But we had the church, half the Breed right, University right, right. population, right. the prayer line. Uh, he got 75 prayer lines. <laughs> you know. That's at so, least 6 million people right there. <laughs> right. So what's deep is, so we go through the process. <laughs> we're going through the process. Yeah. And if it had happened the first night, we would have been geeked, but six of us would have knew that yeah, it was yeah. something And then you would have happened. had to tell the, the testimony in the back the end, back and it's end. never a sweep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, oh, we almost didn't. It's like, nah. Don't, don't so now people that. got to see, oh, they didn't have it, yeah. but number one, they still went. So yeah. that's the first step. You step out not knowing what is going to happen. Well, we knew it was going to happen. Like we just had, like you said, we just had that belief. Yeah. But to see the way it happened now, everybody knew about it. And it was weird. Let me say this. It was weird. I didn't want to tell nobody. It was like that, like halfway. Okay, like I'm a little hurt, but I'm okay. But I was like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like your team lose. Yeah, you know course. what I'm saying? Not the end of the world, but you don't want to yeah, talk no, about it. it. I just try to go, right. uh, I try to go out to eat and act like it didn't and, even happen. And it happened. <laughs> right. So you don't want to talk about it. So I was like, I ain't going to say nothing to people. But then I was like, you know what? Let me just text the, the ETA team. Mm-hmm. And then Chuck was like, yo, do you want me to tell the church? And I was like, uh, yeah, go for it. And then it just starts spreading. Yeah, and people yeah. are like, oh, we praying. I got all kind of texts, emails. So it happened two days later, and I get to tell people, and I didn't even say yeah. nothing. I took a photo of the tickets that mm. we got. When I got the tickets, I was like, I want to say something, but I was like, no, 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 I need them to see this. Yeah, so I took a yeah. photo of the tickets when I got them in my hand, and I just posted it everywhere to the church group, to the ETA family, and everybody was like, wow. Unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it was just, it was just pure faith. faith. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Don't lose faith. Because yeah. once you lose faith, look at it, guys. Look at a candle. You know, in the dark, it's dark, and the candle, you know, is going, right? And then all of a sudden, you blow that candle, it's dark in there. But as long as that light is going, there's light. And I'm telling y'all, light shine, like that candle or flashlight is most potent when it's at its darkest point. If, if I'm making sense, like real, you could turn your phone light on, and it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you can't see that light, Carl. You can't see it. But when it's pitch black and you turn your phone light on and you drop the candle or put on the flashlight, it could be seen. So I'm just telling y'all, I know it's dark. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, all you need is a little light to be able to see. You don't need a whole bunch of light. So do not let people, circumstances, situations, don't let nobody blow your hope out. You you hold on to your hope knowing that in the, in the right time, it's going to say, Visa approved. And I'm going to be real with y'all. It didn't take four or six weeks. It was under four weeks. So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah no, incredible, man. And so, 
Um, just to catch you guys up on the trip to this point, man, what an amazing Ooh, trip. Yeah. It's been, man, and, and it, you know, for E and I, it's our fourth time. And go ahead and grab that, Carl. Glenn's here. Uh, we got special guests. Special guests. But this is our fourth time. And um, what's up, man? Don't be no, quiet. No, no, no. Don't be oh, quiet. Let the yeah. people know you in the building. Yeah. Well, a, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Put a little coolness in your All voice. Right. Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm in the presence of greatness, and I'm yeah, a gazelle. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta be respectful yeah, and say, yeah, you know, say yeah. "Hello, guys. Can I come in?" So, real <laughs> quick, <laughs> real quick, um, before I bring Glenn in, I just want to talk about a, a few things that have happened, guys, since we've been here. And of course, all of you know that this is our fourth time coming and you know we're like you know almost residents over here now but each time there's something that happens right and this time I think to see the brand grow even more the first thing um, was New Zealand and we got to New Zealand and I had no idea Glenn set it up Naomi set it up I had no idea but when we got to New Zealand everything was great of course the Kiwi Nation shows us a lot of love and everything was great so we get there and he's like doing we're in the back room like we always are music goes off he's going up to speak and all of a sudden they come out and do the haka for e and if those for those of you who saw it, he talked about it on the uou video with the all blacks um but they had a, a group of people come out and do it and and i mean it was incredible and um they did it to honor e, e you can talk really quick about that experience and kind of how that went and, and what you thought about uh, that whole experience. It was incredible. And he was like shocked. He didn't even know what to do. They were trying to give him directions on what to do. At one point, you're supposed to pick up um, the, is it like the a, gift, the, the the gift, gift yeah. uh, that they put in front of you. If you don't pick it up, it's a declaration of war. So we was almost just, at war. Oh, we were almost <laughs> at war because he was so yeah. locked into the moment. Yeah. But um, talk about Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So talk about that, that just that moment for you. Yeah, I just think it was huge, man. This is our, you know, maybe second or third time back, you know, in New Zealand. And I had already talked about how it's just like family, y'all, when you go over there. It's the craziest thing. Like, you get off the plane, it's almost they're like saying to you, welcome home. You know, it's the craziest thing. Like, you've ever been there before. Like, they embrace you. It's not like, you know, they're looking at you or whatever. It's like, you know, welcome home. And it's almost not only are you a part of the family, but it's an immediate embrace. So I, I already felt the love. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think it could go no deeper, you know, but I think the thing that was, I think that really shocked me is I've, I've watched it, you know, several times on YouTube, et cetera, but it's nothing like, you know, I hear people say all the time, like, yo, E, I heard you on YouTube, but like being in your presence, like it was different. And I finally knew what that meant. Cause like, I don't know the difference between being on YouTube, I'm talking loud. I'm in the arena talking loud, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference? But but being in their presence, mm -hmm. you know, and this act of love, you know, being given toward me, it's just like after a couple videos, it's like unbelievable. But more importantly, seeing the women in this very powerful, expressive, you know, a moment. Because like when you see the all blacks do it, you know, it's just all males, mm -hmm. but the, you, you see their wives and sisters, yeah. you know, in Incredible. it, you know, it's just like, you know, you can, like you can feel the richness yes, of the culture, yes, and the tradition and absolutely. the ancestry yes. and the whole nine. Yes. So that, that it was, it was, it was a moment, guys, a defining moment is one of those things that happened to you and you won't be able to duplicate it. You know, it's not like, you know, you went to a great restaurant or a great play or something and they, they having another show and you know, the next night, right, you right. know, this is one of those moments where it's like, yo, I may, I may be in the midst of it again, but it will never happen for me like that again. You know, yeah. where they, where they're literally looking at ET, yeah. everybody's in the room. They're not paying attention. Nobody, else. they focus on ET. They're saying ET, the ancestors welcome you. We welcome you. You're at home, whatever. So yeah, see, unbelievable yeah, no, And then, I, I mean, and so new, shout out to New Zealand and, and the Kiwi nation, yeah, uh, nice. an incredible experience. And then that night, I'm sitting there after we get back. It's about 1230 and I'm sitting in the bed in the hotel room. Just got done FaceTiming my wife. The ladies didn't come over. They stayed over in Brisbane. And all of a sudden I start feeling like real seasick. I'm like, man, what's going on? And I'm like, and it was like weird. Like I was like, man, am I that tired? Like I need to hurry up and go to sleep. 
And I wake up in the morning, and lo and behold, they had an earthquake in New Zealand. So we were over there. I'm sure everybody saw it on the news. There was an earthquake in New Zealand. Of course, you know, most of you guys listening to this podcast probably know that because you heard about it and knew we were going to Australia. You probably wonder what's going on. We were actually in the North Island in Auckland, so it didn't hit us directly. And actually, I didn't even know it was an earthquake until I woke up and everybody was like, yo, it was an earthquake last night. And I was like, I told, originally I had said I didn't feel anything. And then John, who was with us, was like, you didn't feel it? He's like, yeah, I felt it. it was like right after we got home. He's like, it kind of had like a seasick feel where the room kind of feel. And I was like, oh, I did feel it. Like, yo, you know, because I'm like, you know, on TV, it's like, ah, uh, you know, you're grabbing onto the walls are crumbling around you. It wasn't like that. So I was like, nah. So anyway, um, we, we end up getting past that. They had a tsunami. So I don't even know if they're all the way out the, 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 the clear now. But, you know, prayers to everyone who did, you know, was impacted by that, um, you know, and, and yeah, but we end up leaving the next day. Real quick, and I'm I'm about to bring Glenn on. I'm not a I'm not an overly emotional guy, and you know things don't always happen that like bring tears to my eyes. But there was three things e, that happened since we've been over here, and that's how you know that we're supposed to be here and we were supposed to come here. There was three things that happened. The first thing that happened is when we got back to Brisbane. Carl E and I, as is tradition, halfway or a few days into our trip, whatever. We always go find a laundromat. And I think it's therapeutic in some sense. It's like, it's our way of staying humble, right? Like, we literally jump in an Uber and go down, you know, somewhere. We had no idea where we were. And we just wash clothes. And we talk about how things are going thus far and any adjustments we need to make with presentations. And, you know, most of all, just kind of have that time to chill, which is especially important since the wives were with us. And it's been a different kind of trip, a great trip. Oh, great trip. But, uh, you know, not as much yeah. strategizing going on Absolutely. as usually uh, happens. And so uh, we go to the laundromat and, 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 you know, do our thing, get all our clothes cleaned up, and we get in the, we call an Uber. And it's crazy. The first Uber randomly cancels on us, right? Like the Uber's coming and it cancels. Like it's like two minutes away and it just canceled the ride. Sorry, your Uber driver canceled the ride. All right, cool, whatever. So we put in for another one. Boom, Uber picks us up. We get in the car. E jumps in the back. E and Carl jump in the back. I jump in the front, longer legs. And uh, the guy looks at me, goes, oh, hey. He's like, this is going to be an incredible ride. And I said, really, why? He said, this is my very first drive as an Uber. Listen to me, guys. He says it's his very first drive as an Uber driver. He said he just had signed up and got his clearance and everything. He said he was on his way to his friend's house and he almost didn't pick up the fare, but he saw it and was like, let's go for it. It's my first one. So he said, you guys are lucky. It's going to be an incredible ride. So he and Carl are in the back. You know, this kid, he's, you know, nervous. I don't know. He must, what, 20, 21? At best. Yeah, at best. Maybe late teens, whatever. Um, This guy's like, so what are you guys doing here? And you know, you don't want to just go straight into like, hey, we're touring and this guy's famous in the back or anything like that. You know, you just kind of like, hey, you know, we're, we're here, you know, um, you know, sharing with the people of, you know, Australia. Is this your first time? No, we've been here four times. And he was kind of quiet in the back. I think he was on his phone. So he was like, what kind of work is it? And I was like, you know, well, your guy in the back is a speaker. And he's like, oh, OK, I, I love speaking. I'm into speaking. And I was like, if he's in, if he's that age and into speaking, either he's pulling my tail and he's not into speaking. He's just saying that, to, you know, hold a conversation yep. or he knows E.T. for sure. So then he says something. I don't even know if he was talking to Carl or said something to the kid. And the kid like almost crashes the car and was like, oh, my God, is that Eric Thomas in the back of my car? <laughs> Dude just loses it. I'm like, whoa. I like reach over. It's already scary because they're driving on the wrong side of the road. I like reach over. I'm trying to grab the wheel. Like, and he's like, oh, my God. And he just like loses it. And like tears come into his eyes. We like pull over. He's like, I need a picture. I need to tell you. You know, he said, I recently just gave my life to Christ and I was looking for a sign that, you know, things were, you know, like a week ago, I was just asking God to give me a sign that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm on the right track. And he just starts like going into this thing and he gets really emotional. And for those of you who have not seen it, go to Instagram, ET the Hip Hop Preacher, go to Instagram and go back a week or so and look for the video. But the video of the kid is on there and the sincerity in his voice. And, and the appreciation that he had. And he, he just was like, man, this guy literally changed my life. I was going, you know, down a different path and, you know, things were going bad for me. And I started listening to E.T. and um, it changed my life. But his very first drive is an Uber driver. And what are the chances that we can't, the first driver cancels? Or that would, he would have never, 
No, so anyway, long story short, the kid ended up coming to the uh, conference. Glenn and Naomi, of course, got him in. He did the VIP. It was incredible. You know, he got a chance. Everybody was like clapping for him in the crowd. Just an amazing experience. The very next day, we're walking Queen Street Mall, and there's this kid who comes up. To, and now people are coming up to E on a regular basis. Like, you know, obviously we got a lot of support over here. So people know him, they recognize him. And this kid comes up and he's looking at E. And I see him, I'm like, oh, he won't, probably want to take a picture. So I always hang back so I can take the photo if they want. And this kid, like, again, he's with his whole family. And he just tells E, you know, thank you so much. I love you. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of emotional for a regular, like, supporter. And he was like, you know, I have cancer and I've been going through chemotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been using your videos. He said, I watch I can, I will, I must every day. <clears throat> and um, he said, it, it, it's changed my life. And I'm going in for chemo tomorrow. And I just was listening to I can, I will, I must, you know, on the, on my way over here with his whole family. And his whole family hugs Ian, takes pictures, the whole nine. And then just last night in, uh, where were we sitting? No, Melbourne. Um, th this father comes up to me. And I, like, we, I was with, we were going to do the VIP. And I had went back downstairs. And I saw the guy, he was like, hey, man, he just had tears in his eyes. He was like, that was so powerful. He was like, my daughter's chipped in and bought me a ticket to come. And he said, you know, a couple, you know, last, he, he gave the date, November 19th of 2015. I start listening to you guys, and I've been listening to E.T. every single day since. My daughters knew I would love to come. They went in and bought me a ticket. So long story short, I take him upstairs to meet E. I was like, okay, you got to meet E. Like, your daughter's got to get maximum value for that ticket. So I take him upstairs to meet E, and, you know, he breaks down, and he's got tears in his eyes, and he's shaking. And E, of course, was, you know, so cordial to him and, you know, accommodating, did a video for his daughters. And so the impact, guys, that we have over here, um, it's just been amazing. Like, and E, you can you can speak to those, those instances, but just kind of talk about, you know, how this time has been, you, you know, great. They've always been great, but this time has been different, man. Like the, the energy, the, the emotions, you know, the way in which the people are responding to you have just been different. So, um, yeah, talk about how that, 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 that is. I was just going to say it's better because I'm here, first of all. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something deeper than that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, thinking, so I don't have anything else uh, to right, say. Right, right, right. Um, you, you know what? I'll be honest. I, I don't think, I, I wouldn't use the word different. Different is it you know, the word to use. I just say depth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, you know, when you, and I wanted to talk about this, but Glenn's here, so we'll, we'll probably move yeah. to something else. But I just want to talk about, you know, this whole issue of sustaining, you know, sustainability. Um, I've been married almost 27 years now, and I tell people, I mean, it's Didi and I, so nothing's changed. You know what I'm saying? We're the same two people. Well, after you've done something for 20-something-odd years, and you think that there's no more you can get out of it, you start seeing a side of a person, and they start sharing stuff with you that they never shared with you before. It wasn't like they're keeping a secret, but it's just depth, man. And so for me, just being here, man, it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's just like, wow, you know. Okay, yeah, they've always been like, we're grateful to see you, whatever, but now it's like cancer. You know what I'm saying? Um, divorce, you helped me get through this. And so I'm thinking like, man, when somebody would have listened to this 10 years ago, they might have been able to get through some yeah. stuff. So I'm saying maybe our stuff, you know, is transformational. And I think to me, that's the word for me, this trip that's blowing my mind. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how can you be a human who has your own challenges? You're not perfect. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yo, for real, I'm not. And I'm, I'm sure those of you who listen to me, you know, you're not thinking I am. But you probably don't know the depth of how messed up I am. Like, you probably don't know, and most humans who, you know, are not with me every day, you don't know how not having my father has affected me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I might have overcome. You don't know how not finishing high school has left its scars on me. You know, but yet, because I'm willing to make the sacrifices and grind and not make excuses, I'm able to transform other people's lives while I'm transforming my own life. And to me, that's what's spooky. It's like, yo, you listen to, you don't even know me. You never even met me. And yet you listen to something, a sermon. Like people are listening to the sermons now, which is blowing my mind. There's no music. There's no editing, cutting. Like listen to raw messages. And like, yo, that message, I'm like, this is crazy. You know, so yeah, man, it, it's, 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 um, it's surreal. It's like unreal, unbelievable. And I just hope that, I just stay true to this movement and stay 
I'm not scared, but I'm human. And sometimes I think like, yo, E, you going to mess up one day? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to blow it one day and like, like not be somebody that people can look up to one day? Like, are you going to go back to the OET or are you going to keep getting better? And it's a scary thought because you don't know. You want to believe you're going to keep getting better, but I'm human and I can fall and make mistakes just like everybody else. So just the impact that yeah. we're having on the world is just yeah. it's unbelievable. And man. now for a proper introduction. I, 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 you heard him in the background, but a proper introduction is due for the man who is responsible for us having an Australian family. Um, the man who is responsible, along with Naomi, shout out to Naomi. She's not here. She's downstairs running the conference. And she's the lion. And, and she crew. is. And she is a. I'm the beast. gazelle. Yeah, right. She's the lion. <laughs> and, and but but this guy called me. I don't know, must have been four years ago now, and um, said he wanted to bring Eric Thomas to Australia. And, Glenn, we talked earlier about Carl going to the airport on faith. Yeah. You know, he didn't have, he didn't have, it wasn't, he didn't even have the visa. Yep. He just went on faith like, okay, something's got to happen. Yep. And I'll be honest, when Glenn booked us the first time, he was already, you know, pretty, pretty popular. So the ticket was huge. So when Glenn called and said he could do it, I'm thinking, here's just some millionaire, some, you know, big time <laughs> multimillionaire over in Australia who's just got a ton of money, who's bringing E in to speak. Of course, we didn't have the relationship we have now. And back then, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this guy's balled out. I told him what the number was. He, you know, we came to an agreement. We got it done. And we got over here. Little did I know, back then, um, he was on faith just like Carl was on faith. And I guess this is kind of a theme to this podcast. But um, Mr. Glenn Twiddle is his name, man, a dear, dear friend of ours. Some of you might remember him from... Uh, the graduation. Some of you might remember him uh, from the UOU video. I love Glenn, <laughs> but I don't give a damn about Glenn. <laughs> uh, he said that? It, it, no, no, <laughs> not quite. It's, it was something like that. I love Glenn, but I don't care about Glenn. That was his uh, interpretation. Yeah, yeah I was trying. Yeah, it, it sounded better when I said don't give a damn. Um, so, uh, but, but Glenn is, um, man, responsible for us being over here. So, Glenn, Walk us through, and I won't take them. I, I want to hit on something today, um, different, you know, for our for our listening audience. But but just walk us through. You saw this vision of us coming, and and then like the next year, it was just like Glenn called me, like it was a formality, like all right, cool, I got the date set. What works for you guys? Like I was like, whoa, we didn't even talk, like, and so literally we've been over here every single year since. But what did you see four years ago, or or what was it about ET that you said I have got to bring this guy here? I've got to build this relationship. Did you see it going this direction where you two would be friends and on the phone, like talking about stuff that doesn't have anything to do with business? Or, you know, what, what kind of gave you that vision that, you know, whatever ET was doing in the States would work over here to the point now where people are coming up to us on the street and, you know, saying it changed their lives? Yeah, well, the first thing was it changed my life, you know. So, I'm, mm. you know, a lot of people are congratulating me and all of that for having, mm-hmm. for doing this. And yet... I'm just a fan who kind of went a little bit overboard. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> overboard. Yeah. In that I, you know, one of my guys, and you guys know, that's what I love about you guys is that mm-hmm. you guys acknowledge and pay homage and now consider friends. Uh, it was Zach McCarty. He was a mm-hmm. Breathe University member, and he's yeah. the guy who introduced me to Eve four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Showed me this video and said, because he knew I did conferences. And yeah. back at that time, I did little, you know, it's also been a theme of this trip. Gazelle is kind of not so good, and lion is good, right? Yeah, 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 so I did sure. these little gazelle-like conferences, you know. <laughs> and yeah, Zach no doubt. Shout out to Zach, man. Yeah. Shout out to Zach, our boy Zach, man. Zach is a great dude. Yep. Hey, Zach used to roll with us to every city. Now he's big time, making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he, he only just comes, comes one or two. So yeah, yeah. So Zach showed me that one video, and then I went all in, and I got everything. I I I go to the ET Inspires website, and you guys, if you're listening from America. You guys get the shirt and you get a few dollars shipping. In Australia, it might be a $30, $40 shirt yeah. and it's $80 shipping. Well, I was the guy who bought everything, right? So <laughs> right, right. Eric talks about, oh, this is coming for us. I've still got my first book that he signed and it's 2012. Wow. And when I first read that book, I had tears everywhere, crying and stuff. And this is The Secrets to Success, the first book. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote a letter to myself in the back of that book yeah. saying, man, I can't believe this journey you've been on. And then I, so I wrote a kind of a letter. Then I said, dear Glenn, you are going to get Eric Thomas to this country in 2013. 
I had no idea how to make that happen. Zero idea. Mm. No idea how much that would cost. Right, no right. idea if he could be bothered. Yeah. Uh, no, no idea about anything. But I reached out to the Facebook account mm-hmm. and I thought maybe Eric would be on the other end. I didn't know. It turns mm-hmm. out it, it was CJ. Mm-hmm. And we connected. We had a bunch of phone calls. And, um, and that first time, uh, man... I envisaged it. It's like I'm a student of professional development. That's why Zach showed me this new guy that he'd found. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because he knows I listen to everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so when, so I set the vision. and I was envisaging that conference hall mm-hmm. chock full of people, knowing that if it's not chock full of people, I'll probably lose a house. Yeah. And uh, no, literally. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Okay, not, they no, probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I no. would have lost the house. <laughs> so, 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 you, and I want to make sure it's clear because we're talking about faith now, and, yeah, and man. you you went all in, all in, man, and uh, like literally that, everything, you, like everything every- I had, and a whole bunch that I didn't have. I went to clients and I said, guys, uh, you know that coaching stuff you you kind of um, help me out with, and you know I'm gonna need ten years in advance. <laughs> I need ten years coaching. Yeah, yeah, advance. yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I jokingly said that to a few, mm-hmm. and a few of them chipped me a, a little bit. So yeah, yeah, my yeah. community believed in me enough yeah. that this guy was worth it. Yeah. And man, I believed in this guy it was worth it. So we made yeah. it happen, and it was surreal that moment when I was on the stage, mm-hmm. and you guys come out from behind the curtain. That was the moment I envisaged yeah. when I'm introducing to a packed house. Not doctor at the time, wasn't doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. ET, the hip hop preacher Eric Thomas. Right. Man, it was uh, it was one of those moments. Yeah, no, and I think it's the, the funny thing about it is just, it's been such a natural fit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, sometimes, man, when you do things with people, you're not exactly sure, you know, how it's going to work out in terms of the relationship. Yeah. Is it just going to be like, hey, we show up, we get a check, and we're gone? Yep. You know, kind of deal. But And I a mean, lot of the times in business, that's what happens yeah it is just a business relationship Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful that this has been so much more than that yeah and and that's what i kind of want you two to talk about just really quick because we always hear you can't mix business you know and personal stuff and you know the businesses you know to be kept separate but you two actually have a relationship and maybe you can go first with um you always talk about in terms of contracts and in terms of um you know, how you don't like dealing with them and if you have to have a contract or, or, or somebody can sue you if something doesn't go wrong, like those aren't the type of people you want to work with. And so I guess what was it about, you know, Glenn and Naomi that, um, you know, allowed you to say, hey, you know, I'm, re- I'm willing to do this every year. And for those of you listening, when, when's the last time, Glenn, that we've even done a contract? Yeah, it was the first time, the 2013. First time. Yeah. And I, I, I thought about what, what you said, that... Um, other than the major, major headliners that I've worked with, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Richard Branson, Gary Vee, and those guys, none of my other speakers I've ever had a contract with because, and I love that in a kindred spirit like E, I don't want to work with anyone if I need a piece of paper to make them do what's right, what they say they're going to do. So um, I, I'm just uh, in awe. So it was 2013. I remember clearly I was with Eric around that time, and Eric said, uh, that he didn't like him. He expressed what you just expressed. I said, well, I don't like him either. And it seems that we were doing it because our staff members wanted it, you know? Yeah, Naomi uh, was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was someone in, in one of the teams that had a law degree or something. Oh, and they that's Lashana. To, to in, enforce yeah, their yeah. skills, which in yeah. many circumstances yeah. might be necessary. Might be. I just don't want to deal with people like that. Yeah. Uh, let me say this. Um, and, and again, our, our age... You know, the culture in which we grew up, et cetera, you know, um, may be responsible for, partly responsible. But I know Glenn knows there's a time and people are like, yo, E, you that old? Yeah. <laughs> I could go to a store for my grandmother and not have to give the clerk a dime and just say, yo, my grandma said on Wednesday she's going to pay you the $5 she owe you. And they had a running tab. You know, it it, it was what it was, you know, Um and we weren't really into all of that. Somebody could sue you because you dropped a, you dropped some hot coffee on yourself that you knew was hot, you know. But now you're responsible for paying me two point five million dollars because I spilled hot, hot coffee is hot, you know. But I, we live in a time now where it's very manipulative. People are trying to gain uh, financial access without actually having to work, and we don't come from that, you know, background. So for me, that's one of the things I love about old school, is that yo relationships mean that. It's this barter concept. It's this, I'm not trying to choke you out and, and take the life out of you. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to choke me out. and take, We're trying to be a blessing to each other. So you're going to bring me to your country, expose me to your world, 
um, and you're going to bless me financially. I'm going to come and be able to do the same thing for you and hopefully bless you financially and uh, give you more credibility, if you will, expand your uh, influence, etc. And so I just don't like to deal with people, man, where it's just about the money. I've been married for over 20 something years. I've been in some very healthy relationships and I'm just used to relationships. I'm not used to the fighting and the being manipulative and the backbiting and the trying to get over on people. Like I'm, that's not my world. And so I don't want to introduce that to any part of my world because my wife is involved in my business. My kids are involved, CJ, Carl, their families. And I just don't want to create a culture where it's always about the money. I, do we need money? Absolutely. But I just believe we start with relationship and then everything else will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've been honored that that attitude has, man, I'm just so glad we ended up taking that leap of faith, yeah. going all in, yeah. building this relationship. Because yeah. in all the best ways, since 2013 when we did the first tour, now we're on the fourth, mm-hmm. my life has changed in those financial ways incredibly. You know, when Eric just, you know, he, when you said about building the brand, the exposure, the credibility, it's, it was, I mean, you guys on this podcast have definitely heard Carl talk, uh, CJ, sorry, talk about the levels. And I was kind of gazelle two, three, four out of 10 level. Yeah, I was doing yeah, okay. Yeah. But that credibility that, you know what, it's not even, yes, having ET work with me gave me credibility, but it was more what he gave me up here that I thought, oh, if I can get my favorite motivational speaker in the world, period, what else can I do? Yeah. And it was when ET was on stage at that conference when he said, what would your goals be if you weren't afraid? That I started writing down some big ones. Now, that's a pretty big caveat, right, if you weren't afraid. Now, I'm still right. as afraid to death, but if I wasn't, right. this would be the goal. And all this crazy, you know, getting invited to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house, getting invited to the graduation of that mentor that was purely a figment of my imagination on YouTube that I was a fanboy of. I'm invited to the, the thing that he took 25 years to do, the GED to PhD. Yeah. I'm invited to just be in that room. Wow. Then to be invited to, to be thrown the microphone at, the, at what these guys call the gala. You know, yeah. the, we call it a gala, right? <laughs> the gala. Um, to be thrown. That was like literally some kid playing basketball and Michael Jordan throwing him the ball. Oh, you guys call it the rock? Hit me with the rock. And, he, and they threw me the microphone at the, at the accumulation of Eric's lifelong goal of that PhD. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm getting teary now. I'm not yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. but I, that I, means... I, I was too, but I didn't know you were. That's, so I kind of turned that's, my head a little bit. Yeah. Man, yeah, my life changed that yeah. moment that yeah. CJ said, okay, let's talk about coming to Australia. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, no, and Glenn, uh, appreciate you sharing that. I want to... Real quick, because we don't have a ton of time. We're still working over here. Down we got under. a gig to get to. Um, we got yeah, people downstairs yeah, yeah, for you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I want you to you listen to the podcast. You've been as involved with our brand as anybody. Um, what message do you want to send to the people who listen to us, listen to the podcast? We've got a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, but as it relates to faith, because you said something deep. And I think to this day, like Glenn is still... He, like before show, if the mics ain't like you, you still kind of have those reservations. But I think it's good because, and here's where I'm going with this. You think about certain people, right, who just got nerves of steel. They're just like, whatever, I'm going all in. They care less. They're like, let's go. You're not necessarily one of those people, but yet you still get it done. Yep. So what what can you say to our entrepreneurs out there, our people out there who, you know, do experience doubt? And maybe the doubt doesn't necessarily just go away. You didn't, call, but you didn't call us after the first one and say, "Whoo, I bear, I got back on that one." Oh, let's just, you know, we can stop it there. You continue to go and you continue to make things happen and continue to push your brand forward, even in situations where you you never claim to be the most confident guy in the world and just like, oh yeah, look at me type of guy. Like, what advice do you have for people out there who have a gift? who know that they're supposed to be destined to be doing more, but they experience that fear of the, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? Mm. It's definitely true, man. And maybe look what I've found from Eric uh, this time is he identified without me even saying a word, he's identified that I've still got levels to go. Mm -hmm. And it's probably around that because I still am scared to death that because, you know, when we get let down so many times, it's almost like we anticipate it may be happening again. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm still at a level where, yeah, still can experience fear, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, 
I don't know what, how I can still do it even though being scared about stuff. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Um, I did write down the goal. Maybe that's the thing. Write it to get down maybe mm-hmm. makes it more real than kind mm-hmm. of just keep it in your head. I told people about mm-hmm. it. Maybe mm-hmm. that accountability. Mm-hmm. Certainly that's what did it with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. I told a few people that my goal yeah. uh, would be if I wasn't scared, which by the way I was, right, if I right. wasn't, would be to have Arnold Schwarzenegger headline at one of my events. Um, and then lo and behold, even with the fear, because I told some people about it, I thought, well, I better see if I can. And, mm. um, but I suppose that the, in one of the Rocky movies, and it probably wasn't one of the better ones, um, <laughs> right. I think it was Rocky Five. Yeah. Rocky says to one of, his, one of the guys, Tommy, it was Rocky Five. he says to Tommy, he says, see, fear, and I can't do a good sly, right? Oh, yeah. He says, Frankie, fear. Fear keeps you awake, keeps you sharp. You know, and it's mm. and that's definitely the reason we had it was just yesterday, twenty four yep. hours ago, yep. all hell broke loose, mm. and the mics were. Imba- I was embarrassed. I wanted to call you guys and say you cannot bring the best speaker here to this to this mess. Wow! And this is ten thirty, and the gig starts at noon. We've mm-hmm. got ninety minutes to replace an entire sound system, an entire screen. Uh, that screen you saw in the middle last night was not there, wow. and we had ninety minutes. What that AV company did could not be done. Right? So I am scared to death of environments like that. But then I think I, I hope what I would say to answer your question, I would say to the entrepreneurs, if you measure the risk of the downside and the risk of the downside is still acceptable, mm-hmm. you know, the risk of the downside that first time, house on the line, yeah, I lose a house. I've got some abilities that can make money. You can get a house. Yep. So the yep. worst thing that can happen is I lose a house. You know what I mean? Right. I can get another house. Right. 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 But, but the potential upside yeah. is so good. You can't not have a crack. Yeah, for sure. You know, like imagine if someone said, there's a million cards in this deck. If you pick out the wrong card, you're, you, you know, you lose everything you got and everything you're going to get. But any of the other cards, you're going to be sweet and it's going to be really good. You're going to get some benefit. Mm-hmm. You're going to take that punt. Yeah. You know, so I had, I had a crack. I feel the fear. Do it anyway. And, um, but again, I've still got levels to go. That's why I'm still as much a, fr- a student of Eric I'm honoured that he, when he said the other night, man, that, that the reason that he keeps coming to Australia and not maybe some of the other countries is, I mean, he threw out the L word, man. He threw out the love word. He could yeah. have said, I have affection for Glenn. It wouldn't have choked me up. And, and choke me up is an understatement. Mm-hmm. He could have said, Glenn, I really care about Glenn and yeah. Naomi. Yeah. He didn't say that. He said, I fell in love. <laughs> and when he said that, Which uh, is a long oh. way from, I don't give a damn about Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh. So I still got levels. Yeah, no, no, you still got levels, but I think that's important. And and I want want the people to understand something here. Glenn, over here in Australia, in Brisbane, Australia, he got Arnold Schwarzenegger to come over. So let me get this straight. You didn't have a connection to Arnold. Nothing. Nobody, no friend or business partner said, hey, let me plug in to his people (laughs) and talk to him. How did you find him? Man, I went to, I Googled him. (laughs) Look at that. Big, and it was no, no, just, no, I'm saying, just, just Google him. Yo, Glenn told me he, and I'll let you can talk about Arnold. Glenn told me he reached out to Michael Jordan to see if he wanted to come over and speak. I was, I was under like, no uncertain circumstances, he denied. Yeah, but, but, but listen, I'm saying, Glenn, how did you even know Michael Jordan spoke? He was like, I didn't, and he doesn't. But I had to find out. I was like, you got, he got all the way in touch with his reps, though, to get denied. Absolutely. How did you find his Google, number? Google. Google. <laughs> I found the company and I called. I found the people and yeah, they did. So you Google. So you go on Google. Book Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> to speak. In Speaking Australia. appearance, right? So there you go. Yep. And, and with Arnold, I I did have to go through two agents. Let's put on the guys can't see. I'm holding up some inverted commas. I don't yep, know if that yep. two agents. There are some people out there that claim they they might have Arnold on their books, but they're not his reps. You have to go through levels and levels and levels to find mm-hmm. the people levels who actually. Uh, represent, but yep. I went through the levels. You know, I found yep. out who were the ones who they, they kind of like generate a lead, like mm-hmm. me, and then they then they go to Arnold's people and right, they take right. a little clip of the ticket. Yeah. Um, so I found the real guys, and that was it. But it was yeah, just Google. A lot of these agents are represented by the same company. Mm. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, I, I did find that um, Will Smith and a couple of them are all represented by the same people who represent. So, so is that who's next on the bucket list? Is uh, who, who, I've got the, a bucket list of twenty. Yeah. Um, and and the top three after Eric and Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger were uh, Michael Jordan, Oprah, Richard Branson, John Bon Jovi, Jim Carrey, Michael J. Fox. That was the top sort of five. And there's fourteen mm-hmm. more. And Michael Jordan was a resounding. Go away, Glenn. I even did the, well, what would it take? What would have to happen? You know, whether it's yeah. with any time, any place, yeah. any, what would have to happen? 
they didn't even throw out a, well, $20 million. and uh, They didn't yeah. even throw out a big amount to make me go away. Hmm. They just said, you haven't got enough money, Glenn. You know, wow. kind of thing. And, and Oprah's people didn't even kind of respond because they must be so busy. that I, you know, I went out through three different avenues for Oprah, got no response. Wow. Um, but Richard Branson come back with a letter that said, uh, with an email, and I've read it a hundred times, man. And, mm-hmm. and it said, um, look, we're not doing anything when you want to do it, which was this year, 2016, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. But it would be great if we could do it in September 2015. And I'm like... Here we go again, all in again. When yep, Richard Branson says, yeah, yeah. When Richard Branson says he wants to play, you say yes, and then you figure out how to do it yeah, later. So yeah. I did, and we did it again. That's <laughs> crazy. Awesome. Say yes, hey, figure out Glenn, how to play later. Yep, Glenn is uh, is that guy, as you guys can see. I want to. We're, we're going to wind up here shortly, but I do want to throw in a few more serious questions. Um, what's in veggie, Mike? <laughs> now we're getting serious. You know what I'm saying? Now we're getting like, serious. What, what is, okay, so Carl tried it today. Matter of fact, before you explain get, what's in it, let Carl just yeah, briefly, because Carl had never tried it. And Carl, I told Carl, wait till we get to Australia to try it. So this morning, and we'll put the video up online. Oh, so this morning, we have been that. talking about it. Carl tried it this morning. Carl, please just enlighten us. <laughs> I think I just tested it again, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you so just oh, yeah. imagine, imagine them paving a new street outside. All right, they're paving your street. Mm, I'm, I'm, my eyes right? are closed. Yeah, close I'm your eyes with me. Let's take yeah, this yeah, journey. Take so trip. they just pave this For those street of you outside. Back in the states who have not experienced it, right? And like it's soft. Like you know, it takes a while to mm. just get firm. It's, the, the street yeah, is yeah. still soft. They just laid the tar outside. out. It's it's hot outside. Oh, it's blazing. It's, oh. blazing. Oh. it's 120 <laughs> degrees outside. So Dubai. I'm hearing some. I'm hearing some gazillion language around here lads so, so hey imagine that all right so we got that picture then imagine okay so we're in michigan so imagine there's a salt truck coming down the road and there's an accident so all the salt just spills out on the and tar. on the tar the tar right and then what right happens after that is somebody comes grabs it puts it in a bowl and gives it to you to eat that's exactly what it takes to do that's what I experienced this morning. So, uh, hey, I tried my best to hold it together <laughs> on the camera, but it hit one side of my mouth, and then it hit the other uh, side. No, it's, it's worth Whatever whoo. you're in this, let me tell you this. Whatever Carl just described, times that by 10, and that's how bad it really no, no, but here's is. Here's the deal, though. This is the thing that I have to say. This is the positive part of Veggie Mike. This is the positive. <laughs> Listen to me, guys. You don't even have to taste it if you don't want to. I have never smelled something that tastes exactly like it's Oh, I've hey, never. that is looking on the bright side. <laughs> that is looking on the bright side. I've never in my no. life smelled something no, no, and it no. tastes exactly like You know what's crazy? Smell. Like, no, yeah. for real. Like, uh, and Glenn, please, you, you have to, they, they told me that you have to start when you're a kid. Yeah. And, and no, these kids, like how we eat peanut butter, they eat Vegemite. So, Glenn. Please, I don't like peanut butter. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Right, and your Vegemite, podcast, this podcast is over. <laughs> you like Vegemite, not peanut butter. Get this Aussie out of here. But, right? Have you ever had Jif? Uh, no, I know y'all got. What's Jif? Oh, brother man. That's the problem. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's the problem. Yep, y'all doing Skippy over here, and it ain't working out for y'all. Uh, so real quick, what is Vegemite? Uh, it. it, it it is yeast, a and spread. it's a spread. It, it's it goes on your bread, and um, it's uh, yeah. It's I think it's you know what. Any truth to the fact that you can run your car on it and just no, put it in your no, gas tank? There's no truth to that. Well, not that I've ever tried. Kilometers to the gallon. Uh, not that I've ever tried, but I think it's yeast and salt and stuff. You know what? I've never I mean, even thought salt, about it. Though. Yeah. This is the highest salt concentrate you have ever. <laughs> Listen to me, guys. It's all positivity. I don't know why CJ is on the CJ's negative. He's getting all negative. Here's the other, yeah, here's the other beautiful part. It does not have an expiration date. Oh, no. It, never, right? it never expires. It never goes bad. It never expires. Okay, so we got the Vegemite down. The other thing, E. Holden, Mike, uh, real quick. We're, we're, we're playing uh, past the mic today. Um, the other thing is Glenn is about the same age as E. White guy from Australia. And um, is, is the please tell the people that Glenn knows more about black culture than you cinema, and 
than you and, and television experiences Carl put together. Than me, Carl, and probably half the U.S. knows. Oh, I don't un- know what Glenn was doing as a child, <laughs> but he has no, seen every Australia. black sitcom. No, in Australia. And knows them all yeah. verbatim. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> That's what, e. when he knew different strokes. Oh, he knew. Uh, I'm saying, oh, yeah, we right there. He knew, Sanford he and Son. He about everything. Yeah. More than E almost. Yeah. Uh, so when, when. Uh, Sanford and Son, man. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth. It it's the big one, Elizabeth. It's the I'm big coming one. for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming you, to join you. Yeah, yeah. This is like, unbelievable. It's just those were the shows that yeah. played when yeah. um when I was a kid. They'd be they'd be the they'd be the white. You know, sit down here. I know that maybe some people maybe can't understand this, and you guys have certainly expressed it to yeah. me. We of course have you know racially intolerant people here, but maybe per capita we just don't have as many. Yeah. You know that I. Yeah. It's just Absolutely. not as. Absolutely. I don't see that when you call them black sitcoms. I don't go uh, sitcoms. It's sitcoms. You know I mean? Absolutely, it's like different strokes and 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 Sanford and Son and and the Jefferson's movies and, and all of that. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Jimmy Walker. Yeah. When Jimmy Walker toured here a couple of years back, right? He toured here as a comedian, right? Literally, and this is no disrespect to Jimmy Walker, and no disrespect. <laughs> well, I talked to the promoter. There were two tickets sold, me and my brother. Me and my brother to see Jimmy Wayne. Well, we were we were saying what would have been the minimum? I would have just paid the. They cancelled the show. Right, right. They cancelled the show. I would have just paid. What would have been the minimum amount of people? I'll buy that amount of tickets. And just yeah. me and my brother will sit there yeah. and talk to Jimmy Walker, yeah. man. Because yeah. we watch good times like crazy. But the thing is, why is why did I watch them? Because they were on. There was that and good times and happy days. And then I watched the white one with little Richie yeah. Cunningham. Yeah. So. Um, it's not, uh, I suppose, a, a, a black thing. It's just, it's people, you know? Yeah, and I and, uh, love, and guys, that's why, you know, that is a part of why I love Australia so much. And this is why I'm telling you, get your passport and travel. Your reality is not as real as you think it is. I'm being real, guys. Hear what I'm trying to tell you without saying a whole bunch. Your reality is not as real as you think it is. There are other realities. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Get a passport, go travel, and see that life is not necessarily like you know it in Chicago, like you know it in Detroit, like you know it in Memphis. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Like you know it in Gary, Indiana. That is a reality, but it's not the only reality. And I love Australia and the people of Australia so much. Look, we brought our wives. You don't bring your wives this far to, to business. You bring your wife this far to meet the people that you fell in love with because you want your wife to know when you tell stories and you talk about people, you want your wife to know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, absolutely. And so um, we're going to uh, wind this up here, and E.T. is going to give us the nugget of the day uh, before we get out of here. But, Glenn, um, just tell the people, man, how they can reach out to you. I want to. I want to make sure that our people who – uh, Glenn is in, in real estate. He does coaching and, um, you know, has built a phenomenal brand over here and is going to start building it in the States here shortly as well. <laughs> um, but tell the people how they can get in contact with you. If they have any questions, want to email you. You, you, you help people all the time, especially in the real estate game. Um, how can they reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm a marketing guy. That's what kind of my conferences are all about, mm-hmm. is how to get business A chosen over business B. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be much of a marketer if I had to give them an email address or a phone number. Yeah. They just need Glenn Twiddle. They'll find me. Glenn I'm Twiddle. everywhere. Spell Twiddle for us. Uh, Twiddle, like it sounds. Twiddle. <laughs> with, with D's. Whittle with a T. <laughs> well, but there it is. There it is. So, Glenn, man, I appreciate you coming through. Thank you to everybody for checking out the podcast. Listen, man, we will be back in the States. So we'll have our first um, episode back in the States next week. We apologize again for missing last week, man. But we... Uh, There's been a bumper episode. Yeah, a bumper. yeah, yeah. And, and y'all got Glenn, too, man. And so, Glenn, man, you're, you're the second person to ever be featured wow. on this podcast. Yeah. So we had Josh. Shout out to Josh. We'll be back to the States in a minute. Josh holding it down for the ETA squad uh, while we're away. And um, Glenn, now the second second man to ever lay foot on the podcast steps. And so we thank you for your presence, man. Thank you for being a part of our lives, a great friend. We love you, mate. Cheers. Uh, uh, what else did we learn? Uh, Actually, see, uh, you, uh, you learn how to say it in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you say 17? Oh, uh, oh yeah. So it's not 17, guys. Yeah. It's 17. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Thudding. Yeah, 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 not 13. Yeah, yeah. Thudding. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, man, we thank you guys for listening. We are, um, just so you know, we're in Perth 
today. This is our last show, and then we're getting on that big bird and uh, preparing, bracing ourselves for a 48-hour extravaganza. Uh-huh. It's going hey, uh, to be a, a heap dog miles. fight. <laughs> a dog fight. So with that, man, fight. E, uh, y'all go check out Breathe University as always. And E, get us out of here with that nugget of the day. Yeah, yeah, Carl just gave me some guys, and I'm, I'm going to take some time on this one. Not today, but I'm going to spend some time over the next, you know, free, a few podcasts and even our conference doing it. And he just really put here, you never really played the game, you know, 100%. Don't confuse um, that little effort that you're giving with 120. And, and like I said, this is the one thing I really want you to get out of this. Don't confuse talent with effort, guys. Like, listen to what I'm telling you. Like, don't, don't, don't get it twisted because you can get an A on the test and not even really put forth any effort. Like, don't compare yourself to the kid that's getting a B in class who has to grind. My man got to stay up all night. He got to meet with the tutor. He got to meet with the teacher. He got to get with his homeboys. Like, don't look at your A and say, poor kid, he got a B. Because when y'all get out of school, he going to murder you. Why? Because you, you've you never given 120. Like, and you don't even get it. You think because you got an A, you did something. No, you gave 80%. Like, you naturally gifted. You naturally talented. Like, that's just something you could do. You've never played full out. You've never gone all in. And what I'm trying to tell you is, look, I'm trying to tell you, when I say 120, I mean you're a full-time pastor and you got to make it happen. You got a wife and you still got to make her happy. And it's not, well, you took me to the shopping center and you bought me stuff and you blessed our children and you put our kids through school. No, I don't care if you're traveling all over the world. I still want my time. I don't care if you're in Australia and you got to speak. In the morning, I still want to go out to eat. I still want to go shopping. I don't care nothing about, you know, your conference and what you have to do. Listen to me, guys. And so what I'm telling you is until you've given 120, you've not lived the life that you think you could live. And some of y'all seen the post and we're not bragging. But when you see the first class, when you see the hotels, when you see the schedule, we didn't get here off of talent. We, we out-hustled some of y'all. We in Australia. You should have been here. Mm. Glenn should know who you are, and he doesn't. And you way more talented Ooh. than I am. You way more talented than me. So don't, don't get it twisted. In this game, this game is about effort, and you playing the wrong game. You still playing the talent game. You still playing the, I'm, I'm better than him. I'm better than her. I know more than him. I know more than her. I come from a better background than them. I went to a better school than you did. We're not playing that game no more. That's the K-12 through game. We're playing the real world game now, and it's about effort. So I'm challenging you to make that shift and discover the 120 experience. Discover the 120 experience. And see the different life you'll live when you give one to an issue boy ET saying effort over talent all day. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity.